In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. Black Cat by Janet. <laughs> no, there were. I also was like, should I sing Monster Mash? And then there's so many. Good I ones. was like, all I know is they did the mash. They did the monster did mash. The mash. The monster mash. But maybe that's the whole song. Is that? That basically is. I don't know what else there is to know about that song. What Nothing. are the other important Halloween songs? Uh, monster Mash, Halloween song from Nightmare Before Christmas. Is witchy woman, does witchy woman count as... That could work. I'd have to look back at, like, my Halloween playlist to remind myself. But, oh, Thriller, you know. Oh, sure. And um, then what is... Isn't there that old song that's like, Love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. Is that witchy woman or am I... I have no clue what... I don't know, but there's also Psycho Killer. I mean, some of those aren't necessarily Halloween, but they could be... Yeah. Yeah. Um, be considered. But I really what I so good. We've talked about the importance of Halloween because this is the I official, put a spell on you, obviously. Oh, of course, Sorry. naturally. Because <laughs> um, this is the the Halloween episode of See You Next Week in Space. Um, and hello. it's a doozy, my friend. <laughs> it is really something, so strap in. Most importantly, this movie that we're talking about today posits that you will never need another cat again oh yeah you're right well does it though (laughs) i mean what happens to the cat in this movie is not great um not even a little bit great (laughs) and it does eventually kind of do a bit of a callback to american horror story where it seems to go kind of nuts um i mean Oh, and it, oh, it also goes back to the cat in um, uh, Wasp Woman, too. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Wasp Cat. You're t- <laughs> uh, we've yet another unexplored and unintentional theme that links all of our various Halloween <laughs> episodes together is crazy cat attack at some time in the thing we're talking about. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And coming back from the dead. We have a bunch of that happening as well. Yeah. Um, which I guess makes sense because it is Halloween. Sci- science fiction horror maybe does kind of have even more repeti- repetition in it than other than horror by itself or science fiction by itself. Um, yeah. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I'm Sarah Walsh. I'm here with my sister and co-host, 
Amy Walsh. And Amy, I mean, now that we've talked about it, I think you must reveal what movie we are talking about in honor of this 2021's Halloween. Yes, we are talking about the 1985, I guess it's a classic. It is, it's a cult um, classic. Yeah, the it's called Reanimator. Um, yeah, I said 1985, right? Yes. Um, and it is bananas. <laughs> and um, it also, I, it's so, it, it's, it's labeled actually on Wikipedia and stuff as a comedy you know, there's a lot of blood. If you're not into blood in a movie, this not is not sure this for, you. for you. No. Although but I it's will not also say like the blood is very, it's very super fake. Red. And and the yeah, it's always super red and like this is cherry red. I would say this is gory in a sense, but it's not gore. Like so if you're someone who's like, oh slasher movies, no, 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 it's too real, it's too some this this is not that at all. According to Wikipedia, they used 24 gallons of fake blood in this movie. And Whoa. That somehow seemed like not enough based on how much blood uh, was shown. But then I was like, maybe I just don't fully appreciate how much a gallon really is. Because um, isn't it something like... I think it's a lot. Yeah, because in a human Wait, body, I think there's only like eight pints or something, like much smaller. But a, like if you think about a gallon, like a gallon of milk. Right. Like a gallon... Yeah, I guess 24 container. of those next 24 to each other of those, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so the other thing that I thought was weird about this movie, and I... So also, did you know that there were two versions no, I didn't. Yeah, so the original cut was rated X because this is also a sexy movie, weirdly. Um, well, okay, <laughs> I have lots to say about that. <gasps> like, I have so much to say about that because I, like, I felt specifically bad for that actress yes. who had to be naked. And yes. in the way in which she had to be naked. Correct. Because it was gross. <laughs> it was very gross. Um, there was a strange oral sex thing happening. Uh, I hated that part. That I, I, I actually think I sort of had heard something about Reanimator in a different movie podcast that I listened to. They had mentioned something about that, and I was like, wait, what? And then I forgot about it, and then as I was watching this, I was like, there was something I was, I thought was weird about, I knew, and then it, and then the scene came, and I was like, ah, yes, I recall now. And, um, yeah, so the original version, I guess, had quite a bit more nudity, and I'm not sure that it was necessarily oh. all from her, like... You know, because the corpses that get reanimated in this are all nude. So right. I think it yeah, could I have also been either. because of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I... I mean, they didn't show... There was a lot of, like, butts, but it was a lot of, like, bloody, like, bruised butts. Yes. And I don't know. 
about you, but, like, that's not my favorite. Uh, um, we'll get there, but at one point <laughs> toward the end of the movie, I was like, I'm not sure I can think of anything more terrifying than being attacked by a naked man. <laughs> oh, horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Um, so, also worth mentioning here that, um, so the director of this movie, Stuart Gordon, Basically, I guess, um, in the 80s was feeling like there were too many movies about vampires, um, which, when Mm -hmm. you think about it, that's kind of, there were a lot of movies about vampires in the early 80s, so fair enough, and... And no one ever stopped making them, by the way. No, I don't (laughs) think... continued. I don't think the vampire, like, um, quotient or quota has ever, like, gone down. I just think other types of movies have perhaps gone up since then. Um, Yeah. And so he wanted to do something that was, like, Frankenstein-inspired without Mm, being Frankenstein itself. Um, Yeah. And a friend of his was like, well, have you ever read H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West reanimator? Um, Which was... And H.P. Lovecraft... Wait a second. What... Why do I know that name? Have you you talked about that person? Um, We maybe... I think we probably have done some things that... Lovecraft has done before. I can't remember for sure. Um, But uh, he was a writer from the early 20th century. Um, His main main famous thing, I want to say, is like The Call of Cthulhu, um, which is a super science fiction-y thing about like creepy aliens um, that are like from the Arctic, basically. and he's so he's a beloved science fiction writer, and a lot of his stuff has been turned into uh, different okay. you know, stuff. So, it, and I think even yeah, that um, I recognize that name. Well, and I think that I didn't see it because I don't have HBO, but like there was that show that just was fairly recent called like Love Lovecraft County or something. Um, oh. And I think that maybe also like played with some of the themes that appear in his writing. Um, and it's not just the writing itself. He also had really like super bizarre and strange, uh, illustrations of what these creatures were. And those are kind of equally famous. Um, in the case of this particular thing, um, this appeared as a serial publication where like every month it, like a, a new part of the story would be released in like a magazine. Um, okay. and so, and that was a pretty common way of doing stuff up until, I guess the, so this was running from 1921 to 22. The whole story came out across, I think maybe six or seven months. Um, Mm -hmm. and that, this is probably the twenties is like kind of the final heyday of that sort of thing. Um, but it used to be a very common way that like novels, would end up being written is that they would be written in installments. So people who are famous who write in that format are like Charles Dickens is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is how that particular story came out, was as this serial um, about good old scientist and madman Herbert West. Um, Got it. He was crazy. He's super nuts. Um, and apparently what Gordon, the director, originally wanted to do was because the book was because it came out in serial format he wanted to do a tv series right to like correspond to like Mm -hmm. installments 
Um, but at the time, which is to say the mid-80s, people were like, horror doesn't go on TV. No one's going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was busy watching ALF, so they can't be watching <laughs> fair, this. Fair, fair enough. Um, so then they were like, okay, let's change to a feature film format, um, and that's what they decided to good to do. And hmm. this has now gone on to be a super cult classic. Um, and this is yeah. where I remembered watching oh. it and being like, oh, sorry. I was just saying, I remember as I was watching it, like I've watched this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like super, super deep olden days, like in the video store. I'm pretty sure. Sh- Cause I recognize like some of the poster, the cover. Right. Oh, really? yeah. Like super deep olden days. Um, um, and this is where... If you want to talk about a horror movie where, like, all of the, in, like, events that happen in it are avoidable, this is that. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. This is, like, 100% this whole movie could have not happened. Um, There's some... Extremely I mean, and there really were some funny Easily. Parts. Extremely. Yeah, easily. I mean... No, I just... There like, were some good lines and some good, like, gags, I guess you could say. I don't even remember the lines, but, like, one of the gags where, like... We'll get to it, I guess. But I'm like, how are you not seeing what's in front of your eyes right now? Indeed. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the cast of this particular film. Um, Let's please do that. uh, None of whom I recognized, um, but most of whom seem like they had pretty decent careers, I guess. Um, Yeah, I had to look up the woman because I was concerned for her um and then her bio like made me feel a little bit better about it yeah she she I would say is one of perhaps the most successful of anybody yeah um but we should kick off with the titular reanimator himself Herbert West um Mm -hmm. is it titular or titular I always want to say titular Mm. um I'm not sure I don't know. I don't actually love that word in general, but (laughs) either way. (laughs) Uh, Herbert West is played by Jeffrey Combs, who was 31 when this movie came out. Um, And he has revisited the role of Herbert West um, in three total films. This one, Bride of Reanimator, which of course (laughs) they set up at the end of this movie, and Beyond Reanimator. And... Um, he is also, I would say, his kind of main, uh, career path has subsequently been horror movies. Um. Okay. Before. I see that. Yeah. Um, Does it say what horror movies or? Various. Um, before this, he was in a movie that I think we may someday watch called The Man with Two Brains, which is intriguing. And you can, of course, make the really great joke, which is. That's two more than most men have. Boom, ching. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not sure that would have been my first thought, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's the joke that I came up with for that. I like it. Um, I'm okay with it. And then he went on to be in this movie, and then he was in a movie I watched in the la- last year, Halloween season, uh, The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Have you ever seen that one? Oh. I don't think so. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. That's a good one. That's in the comedy horror genre. 
Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah, he also, I'm not totally sure what he played, but he was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, <gasps> oh, my God. I, who? <laughs> now I'm trying to picture who he would be in that. Interesting. Okay. I, yeah, I, I couldn't picture because I'm more familiar with the original I Know What You Did Last Summer rather than the sequel, even though I, of course, have seen both. Um, yeah, I mean, fair. I mean, the second one isn't as good, and it's like, crazy but i i still like it because it makes no sense just like this movie if that <laughs> yeah although i still know what you did last summer has seven percent on rotten tomatoes that's it bad. does whoa yeah that's wild um what is his name what is, what was this actor's name jeffrey combs oh okay um um more recently continue. he was in something called holiday hell which I thought you might like because it would combine your love of Christmas. I I have to I love assume, a Christmas horror movie. <laughs> I have to assume this is a Christmas horror movie, though I don't know for sure because I didn't look it up. Um, I, I love a Christmas <clears throat> horror movie. Indeed. Uh, so he has had, uh, up to now, 140 credits on IMDb and has new stuff Whoa. coming. So good for him, man. He's done great. Um <laughs> The next character is called Dan Kane, and that was played by a guy named Bruce Abbott, who was also 31 when this movie came out. Um, he's from mm. my hometown. Not really my hometown, but my new town, Portland. What, what? Oh, I was about to say, he's from Amherst? <laughs> no. Uh, and probably the most interesting thing about him is that he was married to Linda Hamilton uh, in the 80s, so that was exciting, and that's mm. a good sci-fi tie-in. Oh, okay. Do you I don't know, know who, who she is? But she's the woman. I mean, the name sounds familiar, but I can't picture. She played Sarah Connor in all the Terminator movies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, got it. Uh they look like they would be a good couple. They to be would honest. be they, like a soup. They're like a sort hot of they couple. They look alike. I don't know. Yeah, but like, yeah, is it weird to say they kind of look alike? Mm, I don't know if I do think that because he's like <laughs> got like dark hair and dark eyes, and she's like kind of blonde, I know, but it's like his face. Eye. Oh, they both have like yeah. fucking great cheekbones and like <laughs> all the and like look kind of they're kind of those they're like both svelte, right? Like and so I think they would yeah. look good together as a pair. He was very attractive for sure. Yeah. Um so that's like mostly the most interesting thing about him. Um he uh was this movie is probably his biggest acting gig uh, according to me. Okay. Um <laughs> and and some although he's something is coming out some sort of a reanimator short is coming out sometime this year that he's been a part of um okay but apparently uh he retired from acting in 2010 to focus on his architecture and artwork so i guess he's an architect and an artist as well so like good for Whoa. him he's got a okay. full and uh Whatever. satisfying <laughs> life i don't know <laughs> Uh, what kind of jackass has a full and satisfying <laughs> life? What an asshole. Um, then there is the character and actress whom we both feared for the most. The character's <sighs> name was Megan Halsey. The actor's yeah. name is Barbara Crampton, and she was 27 when this movie came out. Um, now, when I started reading... We're going to get to how old some of the other people in this are, and that's going to continue to make me upset about right. her, but anyway. Right. Um, but so, 
I was concerned when I started reading her bio on IMDb because the first fact is that she went around traveling the country with her dad, who was a carny. And that Oh, I didn't me... read that piece of information about her. Well, I did read that she had been in Playboy. Oh, I didn't know that. Life. That so, makes sense. I Yeah, well, it made me feel less... this Now, this is, like, probably not PC or nice to say, but it kind of made me feel better about her nudity in this. Oh, because she was I mean, already like, doing it. Well, just it's like, oh, maybe that maybe this is a choice. That's like right. she this is this is consensual. This is her choice. She wasn't a brand new actress who right, was forced right, into right. like or felt. I mean, maybe that was me just rationalizing it because I also read her another thing that she was in that <laughs> is a movie I would like to talk about on this show and we've mentioned before, but we figured it maybe it's just like too talked about is Chopping Mall. Yep. I have um, that on here she as was, well. Yeah, so she was in that, and I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, she has to be semi-naked in that movie too. Yeah, or something that checks out. But the thing about the nudity, I will just—I'm just going to say it before we get to it. The thing about the nudity in this movie was that it was not sexy, and therefore it made me even more uncomfortable. That's weird. And, I mean. Which part are you, are you talking about? The part when she and Dan are having sex because that was pretty good. I would say. Oh no, I wasn't talking about that part. No, I'm talking about the part where like I'm not even really sure what was happening, but there was two like reanimated people like trying to like, like like putting her down on a table and she was yes. naked and yes. like the rean and the reanimated head was like yes. weirdly like touching parts of her body that made me like upset mm-hmm. and yes like. The reanimated guy was, like, being sexual about it, but it was, I guess what was not sexy about it was that it was rapey. Well, right. Correct. Correct. I guess that's what made it unsexy. Yes. Um, Uh, Yes, I agree with you about that. I was going to say, like, I don't know if what you're saying is, like, you didn't think that her body looked great because I was just like, that is a set of breasts that people would kill for, (laughs) like... My God. Okay, whoa. No, I just meant that it was like, it was, you know, it was a non-sexy scene and I felt like her body was being used as opposed to, uh, it was just a weird, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't that she didn't look sexy or look good. It was that it was like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I will have plenty to say, (laughs) I think, when we get to that scene. Um... But, yes, so I didn't know she was in Playboy, uh, but that does check out. I think that's right. Um, Yeah. And then, in fact, she, because she is, like, a good actress and exceptionally attractive, um, she is a soap opera lady. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's her actual claim to fame, I think, in, like... She's been on, like, them all, so... She started out as Trista Evans Bradford on Days of Our Lives. Um, and when I mention a soap opera that she's in, that means she's in at least like a hundred episodes. So she's been on some of these for like a few years here and there. Um, so she was on that. I think that was her first one. Then she played a character called Mindy Lewis on Guiding Light. The most the longest character kind of run she had was as Maggie Forrester on The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, she also played Leanna Randolph on The Young and the Restless. So she has been, like, on 
almost all of the important soap operas of the day, with the exception of our mother's favorite, All My Children. Um, she was also in, similar to Jeffrey Combs, she's also um, a horror movie person who has come to mm -hmm. have, you know, a cult status for her role in this particularly. Um, so she's been mm -hmm. in a more recent Puppet Master movie. Um, yeah, and I feel like I probably saw that. That's another reason why I probably recognized her. I just couldn't. There's so many of those damn movies. And this, I and this one was, like, <laughs> surprisingly recent. Like, I want to say, like, 2018 or something, Puppet Master movie. Yeah, or, and it was yeah, something right. about, like, you're returning right. to the Nazi theme somehow. I don't yeah, fully get it. That, yeah, the whole Nazi thing that that lives within the Puppet Master world is very confusing to me. That's fair. Um, and then again, yet another thing I thought you might enjoy, she's also more recently in something called Death Sember. So... <gasps> oh my gosh, all these amazing, like, Christmassy horror movies. I, I love that. And she has stuff coming down the pipeline as well, so... As much as we were worried about Barbara Crampton, I think she's fine. And I think she doesn't need I think, our concern. <laughs> yeah, true. And it's, she was a grown woman and she made her choices and I'm fine with that. And, I, and I'm not trying to shame anyone for making no, those choices. No. I was just a little concerned. Yeah, I think it's that okay. she was being forced. <laughs> right. And I think it's okay to have that concern because that is almost always what happened um and as you said like if the story doesn't need it then why is it there you know like yeah and I'm not 100% sure that in the certain place that I'm referring to the story needed it I'm not sure and I know like I there was also and oh, this could go down a road but in the 80s I feel like boob shots were like definitely a thing in oh, movies and yes, specifically horror sure. movies not just horror movies um, but like they were just in yeah, I know, but, movies like and but you're horror like movies in what? particular I feel well like. yes no th that's absolutely true it like I'm already thinking of like a series of different shots where it's like here are breasts then something gets stabbed you know like you know there's yes correct it's like a whole thing because it was like the whole yeah it's the whole horror movie thing of like if you are portrayed as promiscuous or you have sex you get killed so right, usually you right. get killed while you're having sex or, or just like while after you're still naked or having had it or something so you're still yeah. basically undressed um, but yes. the 80s loved boobs. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I think people still do, but you're right that in movies it was quite 80s a lot. movies in particular, like really loved boobs. They sure did. Um, now <laughs> let's talk about a man who really loves uh, this woman's boobs in particular. Ugh. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the transition that was there. I had to do it. Um, <laughs> Dr. Carl Hill is the character's name. He's played by an actor named David Gale, who was 48, uh, when this movie came out. So he is 21 mm. years senior to Barbara Crampton. I don't like that. Um, he's yeah. a British guy. I'm, my concern remains. <laughs> <laughs> we noted. We got it. Um, <laughs> he's a British actor. He also was on a, what looked like kind of a short-lived soap for a while, um, hmm. and never, like, it wasn't that he didn't work, it just, like, none of it seemed, like, super 
of note. I feel like I um, recognized him. I thought sort I of, did but... too, but then I was like, "There's nothing here that I would recognize him." It might have from. just been from the first time I watched this. Yeah, <laughs> um, he does do a great villain guy and has a good yeah. villain voice and like all that, but. Um, apparently he died from complications during open heart surgery, like I think in 1991 or something. Um, definitely before, or maybe even before that, because he's not in the next reanimator movie. Um, Uh even though by the end of this movie, I'm not sure Dr. Hill could be (laughs) in the next one. Um, but anyway, that is what happened to him. And finally, the last character that we kind of need to know about is Megan Halsey's father, Dean Halsey. And that's played by Robert Sampson, who is 52. Um, he is another I'm very one. confused about this school slash hospital. I guess we'll get to it. Yeah, there's some imprecisions <laughs> there. Um, he is another one who had a really good um, long run. Uh, his first credit was in 1954, and it, he basically continues to work today. Um, lots of uh, one-off TV roles and a lot of different things, um, some smaller hmm. movie roles. And perhaps like the thing that stood out to me most is most recently he appeared on an episode of... Have you ever heard of that hunters show that's like on Amazon and it's about people in the 70s hunting Nazis? Oh my god, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a show that's on Amazon. Wait, is that real? Yes. Well, it's real that there Wait, were teams no, of people who did that as well. Oh, oh no. I won't ask questions about that. <laughs> we can't listen. There's we've now mentioned Nazis <laughs> twice in this Halloween episode and I think that's exactly how much like, we can't do yeah, more. Yeah, I won't ask. We won't do I won't more ask. That. I'll ask you to give me a history lesson later. Yeah, this isn't um, a history podcast. <laughs> there are plenty of those, and I have to do that for work. We would not so. do it justice. Because it would just be me, like, being like, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> really? I mean, that's often what this one is about. <laughs> or like that's true. Oh, fuck. Uh, but anyway, um, so let's talk about this movie, which... I don't want to jump the gun, but I think I liked it. I think I liked it. Um, I definitely was glad that you selected it because I had been wanting to watch it because I knew about its existence. So I was glad to have done Yeah, that. there's lots of crazy ones. Uh, it's hard to narrow it down because there is so many. There is so much good, like, I mean, not sci-fi. It's not necessarily the sci-fi of it, but, like, there's so many good, like, Halloween adjacent sci-fi adjacent stuff out there yeah for sure um so we open up at the universitat zurich um and i'm pretty sure that the building that they showed in the establishing shot was 100 percent not in zurich um zero percent chance (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think most of this film was shot like in an office building in southern california um, it was like they rented it for like three days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, do you mind if we pour a lot of fake blood in here right, on for a couple days? Just <laughs> random ass hallway. Can we do that? Yeah. Um, so we have a group of people walking quickly down a hall. They look quite serious. Um, and then they're knocking and banging on the door of someone called Dr. Gruber. And... 
they hear a scream from inside the office, so they break down the door, and what do they find when they break down this door? They find, um, I assume, it's Dr. Gruber, and he is in a state that I don't know how to explain. <laughs> um, like... Uh, his face is like purple well, and green at and first, red. At first, he's just on Let's, the ground with Herbert West okay. o- standing over him, kind of with a big syringe okay. in his hand. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, that's, I forgot that part. That's like the opening. Like I've busted in the door and I see this. And I have to say, if I were already not great. No, if I were the one who busted down the door and saw that, I would be like, "Whoa, that something bad is happening." Um, and then, it, and then your woe would go from woe to holy motherfucking shit. Correct. Real fast. Correct. Um, a big, like all caps, what the fuck am I seeing? Uh, yeah. and then like question mark or exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And I point. would probably like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like I'd probably have a straight up heart attack and just like fall to the floor and die myself. Yeah. Like, because I, I don't, I don't think I could see something like that this, and then just like. Go on with my day. If this were real and not like, you know, because when it was done in the movie, it looked very silly. So I, it didn't bother me. Yeah. But like if you were to actually yeah. see someone stand up and have their head like start like pulsing. It turned like purple. And like, and like swelling. And then he was bleeding from his eyes. And the eyes were bugging out. Like and then... The whole did the whole head end up exploding? I can't remember now. I can't remember either, but it was something not good. Like it was I think the whole or did his chest explode or is that another well, part? I don't know. There was a lot notes, of like exploding body parts. Yes, my notes say Dr. Gruber's head explodes. So I guess his head explodes okay. at some okay. point. Um okay. and then everyone Yeah, I'm not okay after I see that. I'm just going to put it out there. No, I don't think I'm coming back. Like, I'm never okay again. No, no, (laughs) never. It's kind of not okay that I am. Um, And then, but in in this case, the people who busted down the door turn to Herbert West and say, You've killed him. And then his response is, I gave him life. And you're like, Interesting. And then we get the title card that says, H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. Um,. And then we arrive at the Miskatonic Medical School in fake town, Massachusetts, Arkham, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing I was going to ask or I, or I meant to look up. I was like, is that a real place? I don't think so. I like, And especially I so because Arkham is the name of the asylum in Batman. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, oh. Yes, I so I'm I just googled it, it. Arkham is a oh. fictional city situated in Massachusetts. Um, okay. Oh, I mean, why did they have to choose Massachusetts? Because there's just like so many like crazos there. Uh, I mean, I guess we're proof of that, right? Um, <laughs> but no, I think it's, that means two out of our four spooky episodes take take place in Massachusetts I guess Massachusetts also Massachusetts does I guess have like the creepy factor because of like Salem and like the northeast is creepy well and I just saw on the HP Lovecraft um Wikipedia page he was from Rhode Island so he's a New Englander so like I think it's just kind of baked in there as well okay um so then we get New England people love writing about themselves (laughs) yeah 
It's true. Um, but so we arrive in this medical school slash hospital and slash WTF. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what the work, uh, schedule and like rules are in this place um so we come into this hospital room and at the time we don't know who it is but uh this is dan doing he's like standing or no he's like kind of kneeling over some woman uh doing chest compressions on her um and this one is another one where her breasts are fully exposed uh for this uh, yeah, and I didn't realize treatment. until I hate it. I didn't like this either because I thought I actually I didn't realize it was. Yeah, I didn't like I don't like that. I don't like when you can see people like naked in like a medical context for some reason, because I feel like that's very um, dehumanizing. Yeah. And I'm I like. I, well, I am a doctor. And I get it. That I that's am not like the a real like, medical doctor. And so. But I think, like, like typically, like, unless it's a super emergency situation, you are, like, covered up a little bit, like. Yeah, I think. I mean, and I'm someone who, like, listen, I know I've got, I've got problems. Yes. Because, like, I don't even, like, <laughs> I don't even like the thought of, like, being grievously injured and being, like, operated on and people, like, seeing my body. Like, I don't even like the thought of that. So, like, that part I of mean, me, I don't like, think that's the reason, like, I think many people would agree with you on that one. I don't think that's what makes you unusual. I think it's more that, like, you're, like, as soon as I get out of the shower, I will be dressed in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, but don't you, th- but, like, some people would be, like, no, I want to be, like, healed and fixed. And obviously, yeah, I guess I do, too. But, like, I would be I'm quite concerned about like somebody the, seeing like, your if body. I, in if that I was in an process. accident and they had to like rip my shirt off like oh. in the middle of the street or something. Right. I don't know. Like that would <laughs> wow. that the thought of that stresses me out. Like you know what Fair I mean? Enough. Like if someone's in yes. a car accident and they have to like yes. do that. I yes. don't know. I do understand. The thought of that is horrifying to me. Yes. Fine. I get it. Um <laughs> so this is precisely though, your worst nightmare has already happened in this movie. Um Yes. And so Dan is, like, really trying to bring this woman back, and the other doctor in the room is like, you, no, like, she's gone. Just give up. Um, yeah. And I never really understood why, like, why Dan is so committed to this. And I think it, because I think this is supposed to be setting something up for later, but I'm not, I don't think it actually does anything for later. So I'm not totally sure why this happens. Um, yeah. Anyway, this particular woman unfortunately dies, and then we follow Dan taking her body down to the morgue, and I'm not, again, as usual on this show, I'm going to start a lot of sentences with, I'm not a medical doctor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm not a medical doctor, but I feel like they don't make the doctors move a body into the morgue. I feel like that's an orderly's job. Okay, like, this whole part, I was like, this seems so, like, not respectful, the way that this is all done. Oh, yeah, the, fact the, that where the way ro- the bodies are kept and stuff is well, ridiculous. That and, like, yeah. 
And he's just literally rolling this body down a hall. The feet are hanging out. And, like, I know, like, the, like the toe tag thing is real. I get it. But I, I think they, like, very specifically cover a dead body all yes. the way for, yes. like, respect reasons. Respect and also and other then, people don't want to see it if you're passing and other then, people. And then, of course. And then he's passing a bunch of people by the way, and they're all just like boop-a-doop-boop-boop, dead yeah. person's foot, doop-a-doop-ba-ba. And, like, then, yes, yeah, so then he goes into this, like, uh, refrigerator room, I guess is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And, like, puts, like, rolls the car with the dead person uh, next to the other dead person whose arm... Is just hanging that's out. That's, like, fully yeah. hanging out and also fully, like, diseased-looking. Um... And it's just hanging out. And then there's other feet and other limbs hanging out. And other, yeah, like, yeah. they just very haphazardly covered these people. It really and is more like, um, this isn't a morgue where, like, everyone's in a drawer and they're covered up, like, in a crime procedural show yeah. where everyone's in a body bag yeah. in the drawer. This is more like old, like, it looks like it's not 1985. It looks like it's 1885 charnel house. Yeah. Where, like, it's like, we're just kind of yeah. throwing bodies around like it's very disrespectful yeah. looking yes <laughs> like, i mean i'm like we don't give a right and i'm not soup i'm not religious and i know that like once you're dead the body is just a pile of you know material or meat or whatever but even i am like i hope people aren't tossing my body around like that once yeah i mean i'm like yeah i'm definitely not like religious in any sense but i think that I still think a body deserves respect, <laughs> like even yeah. if the soul is and, no longer in it. And that's definitely a theme throughout this because so in addition to Dan being super cash when he yeah uh, deposits this woman's body as he's leaving, like I guess the cold storage part, he comes back into like the main bit of the morgue, and this is when we're introduced to Doctor Hill, and he's like experimenting on a cadaver, and he's like literally like burning a yes. hole into the thing's head and oh my god and i want to know do we have any medical doctors or um what are they what are what are the ones who do autopsies called like coroners Co- coroners or there's another what anyway um the do you is do you really peel the entire like head skin back like that is that a thing that you can do cuz you like you peel definitely the head skin back you can do it i'm not sure that people regularly do it. <laughs> yeah, and then he, like, opened up this person's head and was, like, playing with the brain. Oh, like, no, that's later. Was, this is, like... Oh, that's different. Oh. Yeah, this is, like, more of, like, a close-up on, like, a person, a dead body, where the, but, like, mainly the head, and then Dr. Hill has, like, um, like what looks oh, like yeah, a laser, ew. and it's, like, burning into, like, it looks like, you know, when you used oh, to yeah. do wood burning as a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like oh, that's that. that's right. Okay, this is the part. Okay, this is the part. And then he, like, burns a hole in this person's head and yes. then sticks a um, Q-tip in it. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was also weird. And he's, disturbing. like, so then, same deal. Dan and him are talking over this whole thing, like, super normal, like, no big deal. And simultaneously, as that's happening, Dean Halsey comes in with Herbert West, who has returned from Zurich um, at, to, to continue. Because I think both Herbert and Dan are students. Um, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's come to this Miskatonic medical school, I guess, because Gruber's dead, right? So, like, he, he needs to continue. Yeah. Um, but almost immediately, like, West is anta- antagonizing Dr. Hill and basically being, like, you're just, like, a wannabe Dr. Gruber. Dr. Gruber was way smarter than you. Um... And I, I didn't fully understand what that was about, uh, but I guess we need conflict in the story, so it's just, like, jammed in there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, then Dean Halsey is like, here's here Herbert West, this is Dan Kane, like, meet each other, whatever, whatever. Then we cut to a very brief scene where we see that Dan is looking for a roommate um his girlfriend Meg shows up and they're making out and then we get kind of like a fade out on the making out in public to a fade into having sex in private um Mm. and uh yeah in this scene I didn't mind the nudity because it was like yeah we're establishing that they're like in love but this is like this secret love because she is the daughter of the dean, and for some reason, she doesn't want the dean to know about their relationship. Yeah. I'm not totally sure why. Yeah, I don't know if I get that either. Um, but anyway, she, then they're like, you know, having a good time together, chatting, and she's like, uh, once you graduate medical school, we can get married. And I almost wonder if, like, there was this weird vibe that I got from this that was almost like the Dean, who is her dad, couldn't know that she was having sex. But she is supposed to be how old? Like, I, that's I mean, what if I, she's supposed to be the age about in this, like, if so, Dan is in medical school. To be in medical school, yeah. you have to be. Like, well, you can't... Older than college. Yeah, you would, at the earliest, you would be 22, and maybe even... And if you're further along in medical school, you might be more, like, mid to late 20s. And even if, let's just say it's, like, super creep, and Meg is in college herself, right? Um, She's got to be 18, She's at least 18, and I would say, based on how they're playing her, she has to be at least 21, I think. Like, um, like late college. I hope for stuff that happens later. Yeah. But, but like the idea that she wouldn't, that she would be a virgin and that she has to go through this, like hiding her romantic life from her dad and like sneaking out. And like, I was just like, what is this? Like. I, uh, oh, then she also calls him daddy, which, like, I uh, hate like we don't when, have to get into that, but I hate I that. hate when adult women call their fathers daddy. Uh, ugh. Um, now I, ugh. Did you hear that, everybody? Ugh. Yeah. Now, I know that this movie is 36 years old, and so maybe back then this did seem more normal to the people who were watching it uh, to have this, like, kind of fantasy of, like, yes, my daughter's a virgin until the day she's married or something. Um yeah. But it just seemed strange as well, like whatever dynamic. And there were weird moments in this movie where I could have sworn the actor playing her dad was looking at her in a sexual way. 
and I was like, what is this? Like, are we, is this something that, like, I don't know. This is where, this is where I was concerned for her. I don't particularly remember that, but yeah, there, maybe I did have a moment where I was like, wait a second. Which one's the dad? Her, yeah. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, at that point, I think it was like nebulous, but yeah. like, uh, I'm still, Barbara, if you're there, <laughs> let us know that you're okay. Please get back to us and let us know you're okay. Um, so they're, as they're kind of like, I guess she's like, I've got to go, you know, because my dad can't know what's going on. So she's getting dressed. They're both dressed. And then, like, I think it's something like Dan opens the door to let Meg out and Herbert West is like right there on the other side of the door. Um, and he's like, so creepy. I came here because you put up that sign about a roommate. I want to live here. Um, and unsurprisingly, in my opinion, um, Meg is like making gestures and faces to Dan like, no, no, no. This guy is weird. Don't say yes to this. Um, but for whatever reason, Dan says yes, and Herbert plans to set up a lab in the basement of this home, um, which will have important implications for later. Um, and this is, then we come back to the morgue, and this is that scene that you were talking about where we watch Dr. Hill peel off okay. the skin of a, like the scalp of a person and then take out their brains and kind of jiggle them around. Not good. I mean, he was like he was teaching a class, so I guess it's in the name of science, but it seemed callous in its delivery. Yes. And th- again, this is where we see this de- conflict developing between Hill and West because Hill mm-hmm. is very committed to this idea that brain death happens between 6 and 12 minutes, and after that, there's, like, nothing mm-hmm. you can do. And West, of course, strongly disagrees. Um, then there's the scene that I was just referring to where Dan comes to pick Meg up at her house, and, like, Dean Halsey and Dr. Hill are there, and there was this weird energy that I was like, I which one is her dad again? Like, because they're both looking at her real creepy. Yeah. Um, and they're both just, like, nondescript old white men. And especially, like, now I know the guy who plays Dr. Hill, like, especially is, like, looking at her, like, straight up as though she's a piece of meat and he is a wolf. Like, really bad Ew. news. Um, yeah. Then they go back to Dan's house. Meg is really uncomfortable because she, like, knows, she doesn't know where Herbert is. And she does not want to be making out in a building where Herbert might be, <laughs> um, which I understand. Right. Um, and then they realize that the cat is missing. Dan's cat, Rufus, is missing. And uh, what happens when they go looking for the cat? Uh, yeah, wait, okay, so... They're going to look for the cat, you said? Yes. they. Oh, the cat's missing. Right, right, right. right. Okay, now I remember. Okay, okay. So what happens? It doesn't end well. That's, I mean, I'm just going to say. Uh, they find the cat in, um, what's his butt? I can't remember anybody's Herbert name. Herbert West. 
Yeah, they find the cat in his refrigerator. Correct. Not and great. that's not where you want to find it, quite frankly. No. Um, and it's dead. It is clear. dead. It is not um, just hanging out in the refrigerator. Totally <laughs> it's not just fine. like having a snack. Um, it is deceased. And um, they're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Meg specifically is the one. like so, so like Dan and Meg kind of split up looking for Rufus. Meg is the one specifically yeah. who finds the cat in Herbert's refrigerator in his She's room. She's kind of. Now that I'm thinking about it, she is sort of the smartest one in this movie mm-hmm. because she's Im- she's immediately like, you know, I know that the doctor guy and this, the, I don't know anyone's name, and this crazy guy, like, don't get along. But she immediately is like, you're creepy and, yes. like, you got to go. Yes. And, and the other yes. guy's like, no, give him a chance. He only killed my cat. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And, in fact, when Meg is busy finding the cat, Herbert walks in from wherever he has been and is actually really upset because he's like, you invaded my privacy by going into my room. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he also, like, he's super antagonistic with her as well. Like, yeah. as the movie goes on, he keeps, like, literally being like, she's back. The girl's ruining our fun. <laughs> and I'm like, are, is he in love with Dan? Like, I don't know what is happening in anybody's he's relationships. So um, he's just a strange guy. Like he's exceptionally I remember he, strange. I kept saying like over and over, like what's wrong with him? Like, I mean, why isn't he giving up? And also, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to like some of these scenes, but I want to know like, what is he, what is the outcome he was looking for? You know, uh, like, because unclear. Did he get it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll get um, there. I mean, but. he's very much in the vein of Doctor Brooks, like we talked about last week. Like, single-minded, focused on the research, yeah. uh, doesn't yeah. really care what gets in the way of, you know, and certainly doesn't care about ethics or anything. Right. Um, Clearly not. <laughs> so. When he is found with this dead cat in his fridge, he's like, the cat died, and I put it in there so, like, I could tell you when you got home, you you weren't home when he died. And Meg is like, you killed that cat. I know for a fact. You must have. And that is never cleared up, whether or not that is indeed what happened. Um, meanwhile, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to think that he probably did. Yes. Meanwhile, in addition to the cat, being in the refrigerator, Dan is like, what about that other stuff in your fridge? And what else was in there? That glowing green serum that becomes so important. (laughs) I forgot that was in there too. And West is all like, dude, don't like horn in on my research, basically. Like, I'm not going to tell you. That's why I didn't want you going into my stuff. Um... And so then, because he's got this, like, top-secret research thing he's doing, he's like, if you tell anyone what you've seen here, I'm going to tell the dean about you and Meg's relationship. So basically, everyone has to remain quiet. Later in the night, Meg... I, you know what? Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, later in the night, Meg has gone home. Dan wakes mm-hmm. up to the sound of a cat 
like kind of like God. a big bad sound like not a meow but like like a yowl you know like when a cat yeah screams yeah. And like so, when you step on his tail. Yes. And so he starts looking around to figure out what has happened. And then he ends mm. up going down into the basement of his home. T- and what does he see when he gets down there? I mean, this <laughs> another scene like we got in Wasp Woman where a cat is like, ferociously attacking people and getting thrown against the wall. <laughs> yes, and like somehow the cat has like the ability to like leap into the air and grab you by the neck and um I mean cats do have pretty good jumping skills, that's but true. this one was I mean it they don't generally use it for like attacking humans. And like um I do also like the the way that actors have figured out quote unquote how to like show that they're being attacked by something is to hold a stuffed animal to yes. their own neck and then just like wildly writhe and around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I mean you get and you do, you get the classic throw it against the wall, yes. which like naturally is animal cruelty, everybody. Yes. But yes. I guess in this case, we have to forgive it because the animal has gone... Attacked you. Wild. Yes. So Dan comes down to see this and is a little bit shocked at first, but ultimately he ends up helping West um, neutralize this cat um, because it's bloodthirsty, I guess. Um, So the cat is dead and specifically, the way that Dan ends up killing his own cat is he finds, like, a shovel and, like, yeah. smashes it down. And so then the cat is in two pieces, dead. Oh, my God. And so then after some time passes, Dan and Herbert are sitting with the cat on the lab table. And... Um, Dan is like, what happened? Like, clearly my cat wasn't really dead. And <laughs> West is like, no, it, he was dead. I used my special serum, which they he keeps calling a reagent. Um, mm-hmm. And that this special glowing green serum, serum restarts life. And that mm-hmm. he had tested it on the cat to see what was going to go on. Dan is like, there's no way. Uh, I think what happened was that Rufus wasn't fully dead and somehow he started attacking you. And then I will say I liked this. West, like, picks up the cat pieces and then drops them. God. And they and it just makes a, like, thwomp sound. <laughs> and so then he's like, you agree with that the cat's dead now, right? <laughs> and, oh, my God. And Dan is like... Yeah, and he's like, well then, I'm going to show you, and you'll believe me. And so then uh, West injects the cat with a glowing serum, and then what happens to the body parts? Do the, do the part? maybe I don't know if I remember this, do the parts in themselves come alive? Yes. Oh, God, I don't know if I remember this part with the cat specifically, but it, it, the, so the two <laughs> halves of the cat come back alive so like the head 
of the cat and yes. the ass of the cat. Yes. Are alive. And so it's like, I, if I remember correctly, like the two pieces are va- slightly connected with an, a bit of intestine or something. Um, okay. But yes, the little head comes to life and starts being like, meow, meow, meow. Oh and then God. the tail is kind of like wiggling and wagging. And as that's happening, Dan is like looking. Like, what am I seeing? And West is like, yay, yay. Like, he's got a real crazy <clears throat> gleam in his eye. And then Meg comes a in. Nutbag. I know. Meg comes in, and immediately again, Herbert is like, ha, this woman's gonna ruin our good time. <laughs> um, and he's right, because she's like, what the fuck am I seeing? Because um, she's like, got his number, and everyone else is like, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So cut to the next day, Dan goes to Dean Halsey's office and he tells Halsey, for some reason I don't understand, about Herbert's research. Uh, the dean is extremely upset and it, it wasn't clear to me exactly what he was upset about, but he's like, well, uh, Herbert West is expelled from the medical school. Mm-hmm. You are like, I'm watching you, don't put another toe out of line. Um, Yeah. And so that's happening. Um, And when Dan tells Herbert this turn of events, Herbert is like, well, the obvious thing that we must do is prove that this serum works and then they will have to um, allow us to continue researching. And I was like, if I were Dan, I'd be like, what's this we business? Like, yeah. when did I get roped into this whole thing that you're committed to beyond the fact that you killed my cat? Like, I, I don't yeah, think that... Yeah, because he still doesn't really know what's going on. Like, no. I mean, he saw, obviously, this situation that went down with the cat, but, like, I would still be confused. Like, I would still have a lot of follow-up questions. <laughs> I would have a lot of questions right up until the very end of this movie about what's going on. Same. And I would also kick him out of my house immediately. Yes. <laughs> but what, in fact, happens is that they decide to go to the morgue to continue to do more experiments. So Dan brings West. He pretends West is a body going into the morgue because West is not permitted on school grounds anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. and I did think this was funny because this is like, uh, you know, just a sign of the times. So they're doing this like experiment to show that the serum works and the way that Mm -hmm. they're recording the evidence, the thing that they're going to use to like prove to everyone is a voice recorder. (laughs) And I'm like, that isn't proof of anything. That's proof that you said words into the air. It is not proof that this serum works, you need a video. Of course. Or photographs or something, but that is not what's happening. So they decide on a body, they inject the body, it seems like it's not working, then, ooh, the fingers start to move. And um, I can't remember if West says anything about the serum, but it seems to be very similar to the black pill um, in that yeah. when you get woken up from the dead, you are, like, violent as fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, I don't know that... I'm sure there are movies like this, but I don't know that I've seen them, where whenever, like, someone's coming back from the dead, uh, 
they're never coming back like it's not great chill vibes no (laughs) no it's almost always like I feel like not good I again because I don't believe there's anything after you die I still think it would be traumatic as fuck to be woken from the dead because you've just been in nothing or like you know you're not or or you've stopped experiencing things and then you're back and it's like huh well, your consciousness, like, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I don't know things, but your <laughs> consciousness, as well as your body, dies Yes. question mark, I guess. We don't so know about that first one. <laughs> yeah, the consciousness is interrupted, yeah. so if you, like, re-awaken it, it's totally different. It's not, it's no longer what it was which is i think what they tell us in like all zombie-ish undead right Right. like you might have like you might well once your brain is dead it is dead yes it does not come back you might the other thing that's more what it is i think scientifically is once your brain is dead there's nothing that is back yeah yes so in this case they wake up this body it happens to be of a very strong young man, so he immediately... That was a mistake. ...is, like, bashing everyone and, like, punching them. And, again... I think he throws them both up against yes. the wall at one time. Yes. And, again, this is what the first time, the first of multiples, where I thought to myself, what could be more terrifying than being attacked by a naked man, like fully naked. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and this was the one of the first times I thought like what was the outcome he was hoping for? Nothing. Like, definitely not this, I feel. Definitely. Cuz like, well, then what could it have been? Like did you think he was the guy was just going to wake up and be like, oh, "Um, that was a good nap. I'm back. Thanks, bro." And like walk out and be I normal? Don't know. Especially in light of what happened to Dr. Gruber. I don't know what he thought. And in light of what happened to the cat, in right. light of, like, every previous experiment. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so while um, this, I guess let's call it a zombie, while the zombie is attacking Dan and Herbert, Dean Halsey walks in, I think with Meg, mm-hmm. I can't totally remember. I don't think she. Oh, I don't no, think she's, she's not yet, there. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he walks in, because he's there in the middle of the night for reasons. Um... And so he gets, like, kind of brought into the fray. Uh, The zombie attacks him. Dan and Herbert try to save him, but it doesn't work. Um, Ultimately, I can't remember if it's... I think in this case... Hold on, hold on. Where is it? Um, Wait, hold on. I need to find the part... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so it's Herbert who uses the brain saw to, like, kill this zombie by, like, shoving oh, the whole yeah. saw through its chest. Yes, yes, yes. That was a pretty, I liked that. I mean, that was good death, I would say. Like, fun. Yeah, that was. That was good. And that's, you know, see, that sounds really, like, graphic and mortifying, like, because I'm not someone who, like, loves body horror right. too much. If it's really, really um, realistic, but I would say not, this was not. Yeah, this is <laughs> again, not realistic. Again, blood, 
blood was cherry red. Correct. At all times. Um, so. And a lot of the effects, like when it was skin, it kind of had like a, a putty or a gum quality to it. Like, mm. so it didn't feel... No, it doesn't look like it. how it probably would look if you were to do that to somebody's body. I mean, it's comedy horror for a reason. Yes. It's like it's supposed to be very campy and crazy. Yes. So the zombie falls to the ground. Unfortunately, um, Dean Halsey has died in this attack. And so West... As you might. Yes, <laughs> seems fair. Um, so West, of course, is like, we will use the serum on him because... What he's interested in is, like, he kind of, I think he kind of believes that the closer to to death that you can inject this serum, kind of, like, the better result you're going to get. Yeah. I think that's what he plans. And, yeah, that's... And then Dan, who is freaking out, kind of agrees, but I feel like he agrees in that he just doesn't say no. Um, mm-hmm. And so they inject... The Dean, the Dean then does in fact revive, and now he's nuts, too. Um, so now we got, like, multiple zombie, crazy, yes. bloodthirsty people running around. Yes, and this is when Meg comes in looking for her dad, and she sees that he's freaking out. And this is, again, this is the exact line, because I wrote it because this was too funny. Like, Herbert says damn that bitch, kind of like, why is she here? And I'm like, what, why do you hate this woman so fucking much? Um, so when she comes in, now there's a new kind of fight scene to try and get her dad to settle down, um, which I forget exactly how this happens, but that is what happens. Um, and by the end of this, uh, Dean Halsey is in like a straight jacket. The security guard has come in and is like looking at the whole scene and Herbert is coming up with some nonsense story to explain everything. And Dan like collapses on the floor in shock from all of the various stuff that has transpired, uh, which seems it's a only lot. fair. It's a lot going on. It seems yeah. only fair. So um, this is where the movie really kicks into I don't know if high gear is quite the right word um but like everything has been being set up for now what is happening like the rest of the movie is just like action 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 um not really story development so yeah uh we cut to some amount of time later, not totally clear. Uh, we're in Dr. Hill's office, which not only is an office, but also has a padded cell with a one-way mirror <laughs> in it. Um, totally normal, totally normal. Like, if we weren't thinking that this Dr. Hill guy seemed nefarious before, we definitely should think so now. <clears throat> um, yeah. And... Dean Halsey is in there as a zombie man with a straitjacket on. Um, Dr. Hill is talking to Meg because Meg doesn't know that her dad's a zombie. Right. So she thinks some sort of, I don't know what she thinks has happened to him. That like. She thinks like he's had some type of like 
mental health crisis or I something? Guess. Question mark. I, yeah, I'm really not clear. Um, but so then Dr. Hill is like, well, I can figure this out, but in order to do so, I need to do exploratory brain surgery on your father. And uh, needless to say, Meg is a bit hesitant about agreeing to that. Um, to which Dr. Hill simply responds with, and this is an actual line, he says, you must trust me. I will not. Yeah, I why? will not. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> why no. must I? No, sir, I mustn't. Um, yeah. And But nonetheless, she ultimately agrees to this exploratory surgery in the in thinking that her father one is still alive and two can be helped in this way um as soon as she agrees to it that's when dr hill says now is the time for romance um and starts hitting on her real bad like really i forget exactly what he says but it's like kind of aggressive um and she's like she somehow manages to kind of like rebuff him uh in a polite way because of course she still needs him to save her father and so she leaves and then we see dr hill with some orderlies trying to like i don't know i guess they're about to take dean halsey for his exploratory surgery um Mm -hmm. This is when, as Meg is, like, walking out of the hospital, she sees Dan. Dan says, you know, your dad is actually dead. (laughs) And is a zombie. And Meg does not believe that, which makes sense. Um, So, okay, okay, okay. Um, This is, then there's a scene where um, they're down in Herbert's lab, And Herbert is, like, doing... I guess he's, like, trying to collect information about these various attacks and things that have happened uh, over the past 24 hours or whatever. And Dr. Hill shows up, and he says to him, to Herbert, like, I know what happened. I know know what Dean Halsey is. Um, And... This is like some really top-notch research that you're doing, (laughs) that I've inferred you're doing. Um, And basically what Dr. Hill is saying is like, you are going to give me your research and this is going to be my discovery. Um, Mm -hmm. Which West, of course, is like, get fucked. There's no way I'm doing that. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, and, like, Hill is just kind of being very threatening and, like, um, you know, you have to do this because I'm basically, like, the one with power. So, like, no one will believe you. People will believe me. Um, Mm -hmm. So, in that context, Herbert gets very angry. And what does he do to Dr. Hill, do you remember? No. So wait. Yeah, Does he... Dr. Hill is distracted because he's looking in a microscope. Yeah, is this when he chops his head off? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Which seemed like a really like extreme response to this situation. Um, but that is precisely what happens. And it, it, I think he's, he does it 
similar to how the how Dan kills the cat, where the, it's this shovel or something is like around. It's so gross. And so then he cuts his head off. Um, I don't like that. I will say that is one of the, like, I don't like a shovel neck killing. It seems like it would be real rough really brutal. to experience. It's brutal on, to experience and also to do. That is yeah. like, oh, no. I Like, truly, I think if you, that's one of those, like, movie magic things. Like, yeah. uh, if you actually were to try to behead someone with just an average shovel, you would be trying, like, you'd have You have to be pissed as fuck, and you'd have to be really strong. You'd have to actually probably, like, bring it up and down on someone's neck, like, four or five times minimum to get in there, I think. Ooh. Yeah. God. Um, but in this movie, clean cut heads right off. Um... And so then we have, of course, like, the body and the head fall to the floor. And immediately we see that gleam in Herbert's eye. And he's <laughs> like, I've got an idea. And something... I've got another dead one. <laughs> I know. I and can do. something about... I don't know ex- exactly, like, what he's put together in his mind. But he's like, maybe if I put serum in the parts... Like, some serum in the head, some serum in the body. That that's yeah. going to, like, do something different than what than what I've seen so far. And he is correct about that. Yeah. It is different than what we've seen so far. So far. <laughs> All I know is there was one part where I was like, why is there so much head juice? Like, yeah, there is a lot there... of head juice. And it almost, like, the scraggly bits on the neck I really didn't like either oh yeah like the yeah like when the body is carrying the head around <laughs> yeah and you would see it like kind of in a silhouette I mean I like that gag I think it's oh, kind of funny sure, but... for sure but um yeah the scraggly bits on neck I didn't like at all no that's not cute. um yeah so he so that's what Herbert does he injects both the body and the head he puts the head in like a tray on the table, um, and, and both the body and the head do reanimate, um, and the head Mm -hmm. kind of, like, makes some sounds that are not quite talking, but, like, it it seems like it's trying to communicate to some degree, Mm -hmm. um, and, Mm -hmm. and while Herbert is watching that, this was another really good one, while Herbert is looking at the head doing something, the body is coming up from behind to... Yeah. Oh, I did like that. I was like, that's fun. Um, And basically the body, like, knocks Herbert out and then picks up its own head and walks out. (laughs) I love that. Is is that when... Is this the part when... Okay, when is my favorite part where, like, I don't even know what... I can't... I'm not sure if I even remember... Where, like, someone, is it the head guy who dresses up as, like, some yes. doctor person yes. and holds a, his head in a bag? Uh, yes. What is happening there? Yes. Okay, so we'll get there in just a second. But first, what we have to do is go back to Dr. Hill's office for a brief moment because Dan and Meg have started to um, suspect that not everything is going great with her dad. 
and that perhaps Dr. Hill is a problem. So they're looking through his files and they discover, one, Dr. Hill has like a creepy file on Meg that he's been keeping. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, that um, Dr. Hill has lobotomized Dean Halsey, which will become important later. So we just need to know that for now. Um, Okay. Meanwhile, yes. Meanwhile, Dan and Meg have, or Dan has come back to the house and finds Herbert passed out. He explains that Dr. Hill is nuts, um, that he has lobotomized Dean Halsey uh, to protect the secret of, at this point, what Dan thinks is happening is that Halsey has been lobotomized so that Dr. Hill can steal the secret of the serum and no one will know. Okay. That's what he believes Uh is happening. And he's also like, and he's obsessed with Meg, who for some reason is now separate from him. And he's like, so I've got to go back and find Meg. And I'm like, but you just were with her. Like, what? I don't know. Um, Yeah. So then we get to, uh, again, we're back in the hospital. And this is where uh, I wrote in my handwritten notes, body and head walking around really great like Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, exactly. I loved it. Um, And in fact, like this was, I would say, this is where the comedy was because there was a lot of like the head like trying to direct the body to do things. Yes. And then the body Uh was like bumping into stuff or falling down or any number of stupid things. And I also thought it was, this was like a question I had for you. So it seemed like, the body and the head were in some kind of communication. Yeah. Any idea on how that works? No. Okay. Just Well, I mean, when they're connected, yeah. But, like, when they're not, <laughs> no. Yeah, but in this, in this world, somehow Dr. Hill's head can tell Dr. Hill's body what it wants somehow yeah um and doesn't tell it with words because it still can't speak quite yet and what it wants apparently is it wants to be fed blood i think this like i think this was what it was so because the body so the the body puts the head in yet another tray and again i think this is just because like what's really happening is the actor the body is his body is under a table and his head is out through a hole in the yeah. table. Um, but so then the body pours blood into this tray for the head to drink, I think. Yeah. Or was it just like the head needed the juice? This was the part with the head juice. Yeah. Like I don't the head just needed bloody juice near it. I don't like, know. To survive. I don't know. I didn't know because either. Because then I, I, I wrote this down because it was like so good. So like as the body is pouring the blood juice into the tray mm. for the head to drink, um, the head goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did not like that. <laughs> and, no, I didn't like it either, but I was like, oh, okay. Um, and this is also when it seems like not only does Dr. Hill's head control his body, he also seems to be able to control Dean Halsey 
some way. Because Halsey is in that padded room that's connected to his office where all of this is transpiring. Mm -hmm. Then comes truly the best part of the movie that you just described. We go Then Dr. Hill wants to go down to the morgue, but he has to pretend like he's got a head. And so he For makes a fake head... Out of, out of what exactly? I don't know what, what that, that was. I don't know what that was. I don't know if it was like clay. It looked like a mask. Bits of a mask. Um, yeah. I got the real vibe from this. Like, you know, when like in like Little Rascals, when like two kids will like be inside a trench coat to pretend exactly. to be an adult. That's and, what this was yes, like to me. That's what it looked like. <laughs> yes. A thousand percent. But it also just looked absolutely like bonkers crazy and the thing is he walks in the hall like that and like walks past the security guard yes. and the security guard doesn't even look up the well because he he's looking, looking at up, is like fake playboy magazine oh i didn't notice that part but he the only reason he looks up is because an ear falls on the floor right yes no that security guard um, also the only black person in this entire film, just so we know That's where true. we are. Um, he's busily looking at a magazine called Boudoir. And... Oh, I forgot. I didn't notice that right. And in fact, like, that. once Dr. Hill goes into the morgue, I forget if he says something to Dr. Hill or what, but basically he says to the camera, time for me to go to the bathroom. And the implication is, is he's gonna jerk off to this magazine. <laughs> So gross. Uh, that's this weird sexiness that's being like jammed into this movie for reasons I don't fully understand. Um, yeah, and I don't know if I would call it sexy to be honest. But. No, not I don't generally think of men jerking off. It's not sexy to me personally. Um, I'm sure I would like to take a poll. Of I'm sure there are people. I yes, there's got to be some people who think it is. It's just I am not one of them. Um, I'm aggressively not one of them. I I'm know. Just gonna put that I know. You are a hard no in that. That's realm. a. I don't even think I'd use the word hard in that scenario. But Fair I enough. would say it is a. a get aggressive no yes (laughs) i got it i got it um and yes then once then we follow the body into the morgue and we get the head in bag reveal which was great um okay then then we are back at dan's house where he finds meg and, like, various information is revealed, and just as Meg and Dan are about to kiss, Dean Halsey, as a zombie, attacks them both. Um, For God's sakes. Not totally sure. We, we don't know yet why this has happened, but it will be revealed soon. Meanwhile, yeah. um, we get back to the morgue. Dr. Hill's body is busily working on something it's not totally clear what dean halsey Mm -hmm. walks in carrying his unconscious daughter um so so this is the thing so it turns out that that weird like wood burning laser thing that we saw at the beginning of the movie is a special tool that dr hill has designed that when you use it on people, it 
excuse me, it makes them do your bidding. Like you can, can it's a mind control laser uh, thing. Whoa. Did you not pick that up? All of these from this. No, I did not. Movie. I, I could, there was too much like craziness happening. I wasn't picking up any like actual story, but the. Wow. Okay. The ethics are just like out the window in this. Oh school. yeah. I mean, it's two different mad scientists battling yeah. each other. Um, oh my god. So because. Like, so that's that exploratory surgery that he has done on the Dean is even though the Dean is a zombie, apparently this mind control thing still works. So he's sent the Dean to collect Meg to bring her back to this lab. Trigger warning, we do have a short discussion of sexual assault for the next couple of minutes. If you would like to skip ahead, we do understand you can go to timestamp. 13212 where then the dean her own father though he no longer really knows that rips her clothes off and chains her to this operating table um i did not this is the part i could i could have fully done without yes and she's completely unconscious and the head I think what's happening, if I remember correctly, like the body is standing and picks up the head and kind of holds it over Meg's body. Yeah. So that it can yeah. look at her nude body in this very lascivious way. Um, and that's when the the even, like, so that's already sexual assault, folks, um, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone is unconscious and... They mm-hmm. are not able to give you consent right and and particularly if they are unconscious and nude and you are staring at them uh you're doing something that is already a gray area of thing yeah um it gets worse from here uh because then as a reminder i remain concerned for this woman (laughs) yes correct and i have to imagine that filming this would have felt very strange i mean because here's the deal so it's like what 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 the movie is saying is happening is that this zombie head man is holding the head of himself sounds so weird over her body and like slowly moving down her body to the point where he is actually like touching like her breast and it's uncomfortable first first it's hands touch her breast then he kisses her nipples yeah then he goes down on her horrifying but so what's happened so mm, and so in the movie, it's supposed to be like this, like decapitated head. But right. obviously, in real life, as they're shooting it, it's just this actor. Well, it's like um, one. Presumably, it's one person being the body, and yeah, and then yeah, the and then they are holding the actor's head as though yeah, I think At, right, right. It's got to be something like that. Oh God. So anyway, it's horrible. We can move on from this scene because actually, this scene really. I was like, hated this. It would. I mean, I know it was supposed to be funny, 
because you're it really not wasn't, though. you're not like you don't expect to see this much graphicness happening um yeah. and in 1985 people probably did think it was funny um but now Somehow. now that we are better not great but better about consent <laughs> and what is okay and what is not okay um yeah, this scene did not. It's uncomfortable. Age it was well. uncomfortable to this watch. Does no. not. No. Um, and even worse. So, so this weird sexual assault is happening. Um, we also learn that in addition to having Dean Halsey as a zombie, Hill has also revived and mind controlled a bunch of other corpses that were in the morgue, mm. um, and. And, oh, wait, okay, at some point Meg wakes up during this whole thing and starts screaming, well, obviously, like, I would do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think she stops it from getting, like, as far as it could have gone. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like, if I woke up to this scenario, I don't even... Are you fucking kidding me? No. What would be going through my mind? Um, I might just actually say, can you kill me now? (laughs) I know. Like, like, I was going to say, like the first scene, I think I would have a heart attack and die. Yeah. Like, I'm not coming back from that. Yeah. But... Um, in the midst of all of these happenings, Dan and Herbert show up, and they start fighting with the zombies and with Dr. Hill. Um, Meg tries to kind of, like, bring her dad back from the mind control thing, but that doesn't work. Um, but what happens is once, um... And I forget who is able to ultimately kill Dr. Hill's head. I think it might be Herbert West, but I'm not totally sure. Um, When Hill's head dies, his body dies, and all of the zombies he created die as well. Mm. Um, And then... uh, Oh, yeah, and then he neutralizes... Dr. Hill's body by giving it a massive double dose of serum and that's when his, the ex, the intestines of this body like oh, bloof yeah. out and then start attacking Herbert West which I quite liked <laughs> I must yeah. say um, and then I think Dr. Hill's bo- uh, head the final thing is um, Dan like throws it against a wall like a lem- like a melon <laughs> Which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, basically, it all gets a little bit murky, but it's not clear if Herbert dies in his effort to save them. Dan and Meg manage to escape to some degree. They're again Mm -hmm. attacked by multiple different naked men. Um... The zombies tear apart the Dean limb from limb. So these final moments are quite graphic. I will say that. Yeah. Um, And then Dan and Meg manage to get into the elevator. And Dan discovers that Meg 
possibly is dead. He starts doing chest compressions on her, like at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. movie. Um, And then we're back into the hospital room where the movie basically began, where he's again Mm -hmm. doing these, like, fevered chest compressions on Meg. Her boobs are out, of course, for this. Um, Much like the woman in the opening scene, she flatlines. The doctor from the beginning of the movie is there again and is like, Dan, you know, she's dead. You gotta give up on this. Uh, I feel like they gave up rather quickly on this one. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> that's I mean, true. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was like two minutes and they were like, call it. Yeah, get it. That's true. Um, but <laughs> For a young person, I just don't. I think yeah, for a that's young, right. healthy person, they yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so nonetheless, Dan stops doing the chest compressions and is left alone in the room with Meg's body where he cries Mm -hmm. and he kisses her. Um, And then we see Dan taking out the green glowing serum. Here we go. And he says, (laughs) I love you. And then he injects her and the screen goes black, but we hear a scream and that's the end of the movie. Um, which for an ending, I would say is pretty good. That's a pretty good ending. I like, it was a pretty good ending. I like a kind I saw of that semi-definitive, like, that's it. Like, like that's it. And also like, we're giving you a sequel. Right. Or like, <laughs> or well, we have the possibility for a sequel if we yeah do well with this movie. If we so choose. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the box office, you may see us again later. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Reanimator, yeah, it's a ride. It is a ride. I'll give it that. I'm glad I've seen it. Uh, yeah, for sure. I've seen it twice now, and I'll, wow. I'll say this about it: you don't need to see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though I didn't remember most of it in my second viewing, I will say like, I'm just gonna skip to like, did I like it? Would yeah. I recommend it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like it. It's fun. It's silly. It's goofy. It's yeah. a fun, like, It's a good Halloween, Halloween you season like, movie. Yeah. Sure. If you like something that's, like, in the Halloween genre, but you're not actually going to be scary. Because if you have nightmares about this movie, then, like, your life is weird. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, this isn't going to happen to you. You don't have to, like, No, this is this not a legitimate fear issue. No. Yeah. So, um, definitely watchable. It is bonkers bananas and it's got some questionable uh you know 80s stuff happening but uh a fun watch i yes agreed would for sure you know i would probably be like a little careful who i recommended it to only because i would wouldn't want them to judge me (laughs) (laughs) that's always how um, you feel about recommendations I know it's true I actually I guess maybe I just have an issue with like recommending things to people because taste is so different like sure there's things that I think are just like great and I'm sure other people be like oh you have terrible taste (laughs) I'm positive I know that and like so there's lots of stuff I love that I would just be like I'm not going to recommend sure yeah totally Makes sense. But yeah, I think it's a fun one. I would say like if you're into if you're not into like comedy horror or you're not into like goofy horror, yeah, not for you. But if you are into like something fun for if, the Halloween. If season, you like a campy movie, if you like yeah. a quote unquote bad movie, like 
Yeah. Definitely this should be on your list if you've never seen it. Yeah. For sure. Um, Maybe you even want to be bold and watch the X-rated version, though I shudder to think what that included. I don't. That makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, And it's free. Like, I think I watched this on Tubi for free, so... I did. Um, that app drives me a little crazy, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but um, yes, it is free on Tubi. So, uh, yawns and eye rolls. One yawn okay. is, uh, I was totally into this. No complaints. Um, ten yawns is like, I really, really had a hard time investing in this. What would you give it? Um, I would say for me, I did, I will be honest, it did take me two seatings just because I'm someone who falls asleep very easily Mm, (laughs) nowadays. mm. Um, but I I think I would say like three. Okay. Because I, I had my moments. It could have been like, for this particular story, it could have been a touch shorter. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Even though it is like, even though it's like a reasonable length. Yeah, it's it's right around 90 minutes, I'm pretty sure. It's under 90, so it is a reasonable length, but it just like... It just, you know, the story is light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I feel as though, yeah, I guess for me I would say one. Like, it was just short. It was the right length to be like, I don't, I'm not, like, bored already. It's like, it's barely yeah. happened. Like, any, yeah. Um. so that's good. Eye rolls, though, I wonder. Um, one eye roll is like, you know, sci-fi horror horror comedy combo. What do you expect? Um and 10 eye rolls is like uh what am I looking at? Oh no. Um cuz I had some moments where I think I thought that. Um I I might go like in terms of the science alone and I'm not a scientist. Okay. And in terms of some of like some of the visuals alone, I may go like seven or eight. Like it's pretty yeah. cray cray. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I'll go eight on this one um, because it is wild. And it's what's really yeah. wild about it is like this was made thirty six years ago, and I still think it seems nuts now. Like yeah, I think it. For all the other stuff I've seen and fantastical situations and gruesome yeah. deaths and, you know, whatever, um, this still holds up in that capacity. As cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, really and truly, I didn't think I was going to see a sexual assault perpetrated by a headless horseman. Like, I just didn't think <laughs> that was going to be in my cards from this. And no, so I mean, I had many, many times where I, I, and I, this happens a lot with these movies that we watch, but I had many, many times where I was like, what the fuck is happening? Correct. What is that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that's the right reaction to this film. Like if you're like (laughs) super blase and like, oh, I've seen this all before. I'm like, what, what is your life? What is, huh? Like. Um, big question. What is your life? So definitely though, I would say that sounds like a, we recommend and endorse this film, um, for a Halloween watch. 
Uh, this is coming out, I think, a couple days before actual Halloween. So if you've been wondering how you want to cap off the season, maybe <laughs> this is the movie for you. Who's to say? Um, yeah. But it doesn't, like, really, we've told you the story, but it doesn't even matter because this movie isn't the really. The visuals are what make yeah, it. Yeah, this movie yeah. is not about the story. It's about the visuals, and that we cannot yeah. capture just with our description. <laughs> new Um, i couldn't even come close so uh thank you everyone for listening thank you amy for joining me as always and i am sarah and happy happy halloween and uh we will see you next week in space (laughs) ghosts Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.